Good morning. How is everyone? There is a running joke that I don't ever have messages prepared, and that's the reason why we have all these long worship services. So on purpose, this, yeah, I know you do, Tom. I know. You and Terry Bray are the culprits behind the whole thing. I'm spreading it around like wildfire. So people actually believe I don't prepare for messages. So you know what I didn't do this morning? I just didn't prepare. I just showed up. Y'all believe that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did last week. That's right. (laughs) Man, so uh, yeah, the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to get to a message that I was going to preach today. And yesterday, uh, shortly after lunch, I made a trip to... um, Trip to Homer, Louisiana. Uh, let's let's pause there for a minute. Paul Gray is back, by the way, and healthy, whole, and strong in the name of Jesus. And I'm sure he'll be here uh, next week, maybe. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I hear you. But he'll be here next week, and so uh, y'all y'all tell all your friends, family, bring everybody, pack the place out, right? Right. So I go to Homer yesterday. Anybody ever been to Homer, Louisiana? Yeah. So they had a Legends Fest up there. Did anybody go to the Legends Fest yesterday? All right. I got one lady back there. So we were at the Legends Fest yesterday, and they did some music and that kind of deal. And I know a, I know a lot of people in Webster Parish and Minden, and I know a few people in Claiborne Parish and Homer. A few. And so I found myself, because Joseph was not awake yet whenever I went to leave, uh, so I found myself there by my, uh, alone, you know, and I'm, it's just me. And so I'm kind of walking around, and I know a couple of people, but that's about it. I don't really know an awful lot of folks. I know a few. But the more time I spent there, the, y'all know how I am. I'm kind of a Gabby guy. I kind of talk a little bit. So I'm starting making friends all over, you know, running into people. I can't remember nobody's name. Probably won't remember their faces, but I just had a blast just being friendly. I mean, I had a really, really, really good time. Just I didn't know, know very many people just walking around having a good time. And so I, I'm on my way back, and I'm in the car, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, just trying to get myself prepped up for this morning, in in prayer, you know, talking to God, saying, hey, man, what's up? Is this what we're, you know, what we're doing? And, uh, you know, I had this message on the woman with the issue of blood, and I've just been wanting to get into that, and I've been reading that and studying on it, thinking about that lady, and just, oh, my gosh, I was just bumping down 79 back to Mendon, just ready to rock and roll, man. I'm just so excited about it. And then God said, we ain't going to do that. And I was like, what? And he goes, we ain't going to do that. Now, sometimes when God talks to me, when I say God, y'all have to remember now, I can't believe I'm telling y'all this. You're going to think I'm weird. Don't think I'm weird, okay? But we do agree that God is one, right? He's kind of like water. He's H2O. But sometimes water, you see water in the form of ice, right? But it's still H2O. And then sometimes it's a liquid and it's in a cup and it's still H2O. And then sometimes it turns into steam, but it's, it's, like, it's still H2O, right? So God manifests himself in different ways to us. One of those ways, we call it the Holy Ghost. The other way is Jehovah, the Father. And then we have the Son, right? Are y'all with me on that concept? So, so at times, whenever I experience him, I might experience a different manifestation of him while we're talking, okay? So he'll talk back. I mean, still H2O. Y'all with me? Still H2O, but sometimes it's kind of like, 
it's this, this consoling, kind of really sweet and loving voice. And then sometimes it's this strong and very direct and, and not harsh, but just direct and firm. And it's just got this solidarity kind of voice to it. And then other times there's just like this little nag that's going on. He's got to do this, 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 you know. And to me, those, that's the H2O happening is what it is. One of them is Jesus it's like it unto him is real loving and kind and, you know, it's tender and, 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 and then other times it's like, you know, it's God talking to him, it's the Father talking to him, he's real firm and this is what you're going to do, you know, I said. And then other times it's the Holy Ghost who's just like, man, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go, why aren't you doing this? You should be doing this. You're not doing it. Anybody ever have, have y'all ever heard that voice? I know you have, like you're drinking on the whiskey you know, at the, at the club, you club it, you club it, and you hear him in there going, you don't need to be here. You really ought not be here. You know, we got to go. Let's go. Are you ready to go? I bet you're really tired. You want to go home, don't you? You want to get out of here? Yeah. Y'all don't, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I ain't never been no club before. Have you? So I'm driving back and I'm like, what? And it was more like, I don't know. I thought I was talking to Jesus. I really did. And I was like, what now? And they're like, you're going to do something a little different. I said, man, I've been, I've done, you know, it's been like three Sundays now, and I can't get this message out that I've been thinking about this woman. And then I realized while I'm talking, I heard the father speak, and he said, no, you're going to do this. And I popped into yes, sir mode quicker than you had ever seen anybody. I was in my car driving down 79, head back to Menon going, yes, sir, yes, sir. I'll do it. I'll take care of it, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, that's how much he popped me. So I say all of that to say that we're going to get into something that God wanted me to say this morning. We're going to hit it. It's for some of you, one of you. I don't know, but it's somebody in here needs to hear what we're going to say today, okay? So let's put our seatbelts on and get ready to go. Paul Gray said about three or four years ago, God does not want a church full of just believers, but a church full of disciples. Y'all don't remember that, I'll probably not, but I wrote it down in my little Evernote. It's, it's got an elephant on there because I don't ever forget. Evernote. And so whenever you start looking at this, you start looking at disciples, you go to John chapter 13, and that's not in my, in my stuff that I sent them. John 13, 34 and 35. Did I give you all that one, Charles? All right, we'll go to that one. A new commandment I give unto you. What is that commandment, Lord? This is Jesus talking. It's read in your Bible. The new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. So Jesus said, here's a commandment, not a suggestion, but a commandment. A commandment. Commandment. That I give unto you. This is Jesus talking to us. Was it Chris just said, every blessing you see, the Bible's talking to you. Actually, I have an old school paper Bible. Any of y'all still have these things? Yeah. And in the front of mine, it says this Bible is presented to Gregory A. Lee, right there. So when he says you, that means me. I give unto you a new what? Y'all get in here with me. What is it? It's a commandment. It's a commandment. 
He is commanding the head of the church, the Lord and Savior of your life, the dude that died for you so that you don't have to go to hell has not only a suggestion, not only a best practices, this is an absolute 1,000% commandment from the head of the church. You better listen up, pop two, step and fetch and be ready to do what he's about to say. He said, a new commandment I give to you. Everybody say, that's me. A new commandment I give to you that you do what? You love one another. How? How am I supposed to do it? The way I feel like it today, the way I'm feeling today, I want to go to Walmart, just cuss everybody out. That's my kind of love today. Is that what he's talking about? No. He said, I want you to love one another. How? As I have loved you, that you also love one another. Keep going. By this, this, This thing, this that I'm talking about, this is how they will know that you belong to me. This is how they will know that you are mine. By this, do this one thing. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have my love for one another. I walked around Homer, Louisiana yesterday with a smile on my face by myself and made a friend around every corner. Didn't know what I was doing. I just thought I was having a good old time just looking at crap to buy. You know, I mean, it's one of these, stuff, you know, one of these things where you got crap. No. God was actually teaching me a lesson on how I'm supposed to live every day, not just Saturday when I'm in Homer with a bunch of people I don't know. He was trying to remind me, this boy up here, this is how people know you belong to me. This is. They know that you are mine, not because you know every scripture in the Bible, not because you show up here every Sunday morning and come up in here on Wednesdays, not because you lay your hands. You could clean this whole building. None of that tells them that you are his. Only love will tell them who you are and what you are and that you belong to him. It is a commitment. Get to pick and choose in this to walk this out every single day of our lives, and if we're not doing it, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Everybody okay? Sorry. I'm there. I mean, when, when the Father speaks, you better snap too. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> they don't know. How can they believe if they don't hear? And how they, can they hear if no one tells them? They've got to hear. They got to hear you. Not just listen to you. They got to hear you. And some people don't give a dang what you got to say unless they know you give a dang. They don't want to listen to you talk. Talk, 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 talk. We got, all right, I'm, I'm not being critical. I'm just saying there were a lot of tents there and there were some of those tents that were placed there by some, some different organizations that were attempting to get people to be saved and, and have a relationship with Jesus. When you walk by that tent, there wasn't nobody around it except the folks that was there. 
There was two or three of them. I just made note of it. Now you go by the beer, the beer wagon, and there was plenty of people around the beer wagon. You know, they all talking, having a good time, cutting up with each other. You go over here, and they got some sausages in the in the grill. There's people all around them, sausages in the grill, and there was a lady that has some rocking horses made out of wood. You know, everybody's making a big deal out of that. But that one right there, that was supposed to represent our Lord and Savior, wasn't nobody around that. Well, you want to know why? By this, they don't know. They don't know how he is. They think that he's all about Sunday morning. They think that he's all about Wednesday night. They think he's all about judgment. They think he's all about coming down on folks for not doing the right thing because that's the way that we've portrayed him. No, 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 no. Where's my scripture? Get, let's keep it up there. Thank you very much. Back up. How are they going to know it? What's him? He said, I give unto you this new commandment. You love one another as I have loved you. Uh, did I give you First uh, John? I did. First John four. Don't do all of it. Uh, yeah, you can do. You stay right there. That's good. Beloved, look at this. This is in another. This is your Bible talking to you. Okay. This is John. Y'all know who John was, don't you? The one that Jesus loved. That's right. That's right. Oh, John, man, he's pretty cool. His, I like his gospel, I think, the best out of all of them. Have y'all read all the gospels? Anybody in here ever read all the gospels? Yeah, a few of them. Maybe. You know, so I'll challenge you. Just, just do it. It takes about 30 days. If you read a little bit every day, you can do it in about a month. Read all four gospels. Just straight through. All right? Read all four gospels straight through and the book of Acts. Okay. Uh, it was either John Osteen or John, not Joel, John, Joel's daddy. I think he's the one that said it, that he did it uh, so many times in 30 days and he never knew, he, he never got to know Jesus better than that And whenever he was in that point. It's just, just really a good read, okay? So I'd recommend it. And, and, and then I would like to know what your favorite is because my favorite's John. Because that was Jesus' favorite. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of what? God. Are you getting the, the track here? I'll keep going. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows, knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is what? Love. He, look at that, who do, does not love well, what about them? They don't know who. It is how we identify ourselves in this world. Our ID card that says, hey, I'm a Christian is not a Bible. It's not a cross. Excuse me, I'm not being ugly. It's not a tattoo. It is this love that we're talking about this morning. That is your ID card in this world that you are his. Not a membership in a church, not a letter in the church. I'm great, I'm great we're having baptisms. I'm so happy we're having baptisms. It is an outward expression of what happened on the inside of you. But if you want the world to truly know who you are, it's here. For he who do, does not, does not, he that does not, I've about said it three or four times. I might as well say it now. Get it out. He who does not love does not know God, for God is 
Not something that he has, not something that he requests, not something that he is just really, really good at, Emily. It's not just that he's really, really good at it. He is it. That's what he is. I mean, I'm pretty good at acting like a monkey, but I'm not a monkey. Scout is great at acting like a monkey, but he's still not a monkey. Y'all know Scout, don't you? Scout's the best. Go back there right now. I, t- I dare you to go to kids' church right now. That boy is a ball of fun. Golly. He's so much fun. Anyway. Huh? He's so, man, I'm telling you. Woo, God, dog. We're going to pray for y'all at the end of service. That's what we're going to do. Everybody going to lay hands on, on Matthew and Claire. Woo, that boy is something. I'm going to tell you. But he's not a monkey. He acts like one. He did it yesterday. He's acting like a gorilla bumping on his head. He's not, a, he's not a gorilla. Right? God is love. God is love. In fact, I'll take you to this step right here. The source of his power, greatness, and the fulfilling of who and what he is is found in his love. That's where the power resides is in his love. In love is where the power sits and resides. Y'all know the scriptures, you know, that, that faith worketh by love. You know, we got all this. We say we're going to move the mountain and we're going to do this. We're going to lay hands. We're going to do all of that. If it's not done in love, there ain't no power with it. Why not? Because there ain't no God in it. I'll go this way. Since God is love, then a touch in love is a touch in God. A word in love is a word in God. A step in love is a step in God. A life lived in love is a life lived in God. You want more God in your life? Put a little bit more love in it. Because that is what he is. The sticking... When we say this word love, I'm talking about agape. So you can basically say that God is agape or that, that we're supposed to agape one another. You know, this is what I'm talking about, which is the God kind of love. It's not your love, right? Your love, our love, the love that we operate, that we even the mother's love, even a mama's love, which is strong, is selfish because that's my baby. Y'all with me? It's got a selfishness to it. I'm talking about God's love. The love. Amen? All right, so. <laughs> 1 Peter 4.8 says, Above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. 1 John 3.18 says, My little children, do not let us not love in word or tongue, but in deed and in truth. Love is actually active. It does something. God does not do nothing. He does Something. Why? He is love. He is doing this thing. There is a doing that's behind it. When we do that deed, that actually shows that the love is there. I mean, are y'all with me? So why don't we? And I'll tell you why we don't. Two things. I think the first reason why you don't see us walking in the God kind of love that we need to walk in on a daily basis is because we don't understand it. 
first. Secondly, I also believe that we don't walk in and operate in it like we're supposed to because we don't know whether or not he loves us. At the end of the day, we're not a thousand percent sure. Jesus loves me, this I know. It's one of the first songs that most of us learned. And it's not so much that Jesus loves you because Jesus loves everybody. He gave himself for everybody. It's the this I know part that we have to struggle with. Because we feel like we're trying to fulfill some sort of a, an act. We're trying to fulfill some sort of a requirement. Jody, it feels, like, it feels like we're trying to press on to get to a spot out here that we're not quite at right now so that we can fulfill that thing. No, stop. And look, he dealt with me in 79. Yes, sir. <laughs> 79 heading south out of home. Yes, sir. I'm not just talking about y'all. I'm, I'm talking about us. This is an us's message. That we, we are attempting to get to a place. We're attempting to, that we can't be, I can't be because of Lottie die this and that. Any of y'all ever been given a word that you didn't deliver to somebody because you didn't feel like it was right? I don't know. I, do that. I mean, I called her a blank the other day. Yeah. I don't know if I can give a word to somebody I cussed out last week. I mean, I know, I know, I know some of us cuss. There's a difference between a cuss word and a dirty word, but, you know, according to, according to my grandmother, Josephine said there's a difference between a cuss word and a dirty word. I don't know what the difference is, but she said it, so okay. It's almost like we're trying to obtain something, feeling like we're not completely where we're supposed to be, so therefore we don't want to necessarily be, here comes the big word, a hypocrite. Good morning. Welcome to CCAM. Glad y'all came. This is going to be my last service. A hypocrite. We stop because we don't want to be hypocritical. We'll even say it in conversation. Well, I don't need to be a hypocrite, but... Or is it, just, is it just me? And we're feeling this hypocritical way because we're basing our position with God on our actions. We're situating ourselves and who we are in Him based on, our, on what we've done. And I'm sorry... My salvation is based on what he's done. It's what he did. Because can't none of us do enough to earn what he earned for us. We can't get there. It doesn't work that way. We can't ever get there. I, no. So let's kind of take that and shave that off. Reason to think about it. It's actually a guile of the devil to get you so caught up in what you are doing and what you haven't done wrong and that you don't ever do nothing. You just sit there and chase your, your tail like a dog. Nothing happens. Nobody's getting saved. Nobody's getting delivered. The kingdom is not being grown. There's not anybody new coming into the kingdom with that. All you're doing is sitting there situated about who?
I'll get off of that one. I'll move on. <laughs> this is fun. Yes, Lord. Amen, Lord. God told me, God made me do it. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is the love chapter. But for some reason, the scribes who wrote down or the monks or whoever it was that worked for King James himself, whenever they came to this word, this time in this chapter, the word agape, they translated it charity. And most of us think that's like giving somebody a sandwich or something. You know, here you go. But it's, it's not. It's not. It's actually the God kind of love. Every other time Agape shows up in every other portion of the, of the Bible, there's maybe a couple times where it actually says charity outside of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says love. But for some reason, they did it this way, probably so I could stand here and explain it to you in our modern vernacular today. How's everybody doing? Y'all with me? Love is what? What is it? It's Suffers long, excuse me, and it is kind. It is patient and it is kind. Love suffers long, which means that it has patience. Long suffering. Have you ever thought about how God feels about you and all this? Or I'll say me. I've thought about, excuse me, I've been, I've been thumping y'all all morning. I've been, I've sat back and said, you know, I wonder how God feels about all the stupid stuff that I do on a regular basis. Well, he's, he's patient and long suffering with me. That's how he feels about it. That's exactly how he feels about it. You know, my great-great-grandfather, my great-grandfather, Howard, he said, he get mad at you, boy. No, he's patient about it. He's long-suffering. Come on, get it right. Come on, get it right. Come on, get it right. And this is the way that he loves you, so he expects you to love others. Y'all remember the first scripture we talked about? By this. Like I loved you, love one another, and by this, everybody's going to know, this is the this. <laughs> We're on the this now, okay? So this is the this that he uses to love you that you're supposed to use to love others. Does that make sense? It's this big circle of helping each other out. Love suffers long or is patient and kind. Love does not envy. Great. It does not parade itself, and it is not puffed up. What do you mean by parade yourself, Greg? Well, it's like kind of like, you know. Yeah. What they call me the peacock at the bank, don't they? Peacocking around. It does not parade itself, and it is not puffed up. What do you mean by puffed up? It's not puffed up with pride. Just because you come to church every Sunday and every Wednesday and help out with everything that we do around here is not a place for the flesh to say that you're better than anybody else. Right. Jessica's like, well, ain't nobody gonna show up next week. <laughs> <laughs> Food pantry won't, <laughs> nobody's helping. They quit because of Greg. <laughs> Where's Paul? <laughs> He's, he's watching. He's right. Everybody turn around and wave at Paul. Hey, man. It's not puffed up with pride. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its, its own. It's not provoked, and it thinks no evil. 
Verse number six, it does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bear all things, believes all things, and hopes all things, and endures all things. Verse, verse number eight says, love never fails. Why does love never fail? Because love is God, and God is love, and God's never going to fail, which means that love's never going to fail. So if we walk in love and do the things in love we're supposed to do, we won't fail because we'll be just like God. Did y'all hear this one? I like different translations. Here's one that's really y'all are really going to love, and I've read it here before. However, I feel like it's time to say it again. You've heard all this before. You're hearing it again. And if I preach next Sunday, you'll hear it again. Not unless he lets me talk about the lady with the issue of blood. Anyway, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, and it's the Hayford translation. They don't have it in the back, so just hold on tight. Love suffers long, having patience with imperfect people. That's talking about you and me and the folks that we interact with. We're all imperfect, so therefore God has patience with all of us, and we're expected to have patience with all of us. Y'all with me? And I wrote a little side note in here. People leave, need love the most when they deserve it the least. They need it the most when they deserve it the least. It's not all about deserving. We're beyond deserving. If we all got what we deserved, we would not have what we have. Love is kind and active in doing good. Love does not envy. Since it's non-possessive and non-competitive, it actually wants others to get ahead. Since it does not parade itself. So since it wants everybody else to get ahead and everybody to be good, it doesn't parade itself around. Love has a self-effacing quality, and it's not ostentatious. So a self-effacing quality means that it kind of brings itself down, and to be non-ostentatious means you're not a peacock. Does that make sense? Love is not puffed up, treating others arrogantly. It does not behave rudely, but displays good manners and courtesy. See, now we're putting it in a modern kind of way of saying stuff. Like all the words that Paul originally penned whenever he wrote 1 Corinthians chapter 13, those words, they translated them into English, and the translators just kind of did what they knew to do at the time. And at the time, the way that they said it actually made a whole lot of sense on the day-to-day. -day. But now, with us, since we got slang and a bunch of it, we got to put it in a little bit more current vernacular. I love to say vernacular, Michelle. It's just fun. It displays good manners and courtesy. Love does not seek its own, insisting on its own rights and demanding precedence. Rather, it is unselfish. Love is not provoked. It's not irritable or touchy, rough or hostile, but is graceful under pressure. That's mine. And everybody said, amen. All right, got that out of the way, Lord. Okay. Love thinks no evil, meaning that it does not keep an account of the wrongs that are done to it. Instead, it erases resentments. Love thinks no evil, so it doesn't keep an account of the wrongs that are done to it. So therefore, it erases 
Resentments. Everybody say, that's me. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, finding satisfaction in the shortcoming of others and spreading an evil report. Whoa, we, whoa, whoa, whoa. Satisfaction? I would never find, find satisfaction, how did it say it, in the shortcoming of others. I would never do that, Greg. That's not me. Not at all. Nor would I ever, what did it say right here, spread an evil report? Let's see. It, 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 love does not rejoice in iniquity, finding satisfaction in the shortcoming of others and spreading a what? An e spreading an evil report. I don't talk about people. I don't do that. Especially whenever something happens to them. It's not supposed to happen, you know. I ain't going to spread that news. There's no way you'll ever find me on Facebook putting that kind of crap out there. Tell you what. Y'all with me? Because that's exactly what it is. It's poop. It's dung, as the Bible calls it. And it's supposed to be left behind. Don't be talking about people on Facebook. Who y'all think you are? Me too. Me. Who do we think we are? I'm sorry. Everybody having fun? It doesn't spread an evil report. Rather, it rejoices in, a, in the truth, aggressively advertising the good. Yay, aggressively advertising the good. That's what you put on Facebook. Yeah. I'm just on the Facebook thing because Facebook's, never mind, I'll be quiet. I, Ginger is actually telling me to be quiet up here. She's like, don't, don't go there. Don't you do it. It aggressively advertises the good. Love bears all things, defending and holding other people up. Love believes the best about others and credits them with good intentions and is not suspicious. Love believes the best about others, credits them with good intentions, and is not suspicious. Love hopes all things, never giving up on people, but affirming their future. Love endures all things, persevering and remaining loyal to the end. It will never fail. This is how they will know that we're his. This is how we will reach them, is by work, walking this stuff out. And I, I don't mean to embarrass him, but whenever I think about walking in love, and man, dude, I'm so sorry for bringing it up. Forgive me, but it's not too embarrassing. But whenever I think about walking in love, I think about Devin Martin. That dude is as close to this as I've ever been, as I've ever seen anybody do. He, he, he does this. And that's why his faith, faith works. And that's why whenever you go to him and you ask him for advice, he's always got a good word. You want to know why? Because he's living this. I'm sorry to embarrass you, my friend, but, but I mean every, every bit of it. So, what do we do with this? Can you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1? This is after 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You know, 13, then 14, right? And, and don't think that the Bible was written that way. Whenever Paul was writing this originally, he didn't stop and go, okay, all right, 
chapter 13 is over. Let me start chapter 14, verse 1. He didn't do that. We did that after the fact. What does it say? It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but eventually that you prophesy. The pursue love is not only pursue it. The Amplified Bible says to make it your greatest life's quest. Every day when you wake up, Lord, what do you want me to do today? The first thing that he's going to answer is what I want you to do today is be like me. Walk in my love. Because if you don't do that, they won't know that you belong to me. They won't know that you were mine. And then once they figure out that you were mine, they might ask you to be a part of the family and the flock. And that's when it gets really cool. Have any of y'all ever had anyone ask you to pray for them to be saved? Yes. It's only happened to me maybe about half a dozen times in my walk. About half a dozen times. And this is not being braggadocious or anything like that. I'm, I'm still trying just to be like Devin, you know. I just, uh, you know, it's not being braggadocious. But it's, it means I'm bragging. Yeah. But, um, but I think it's because, you know, I am a friendly guy. You know, I'm kind of friendly. I talk to people and all that kind of thing. And I, I believe that and I hope that I'm expressing God's love and actually letting that thing happen. And they pick up on it. And at that point, they realize who they're dealing with, which is Jesus. And that, and that now's a time to have that happen. It's great. It's an awesome experience. It's like really, really, really cool. And, and here's the thing. We don't have to hit people over the head with the Bible. We don't have to, um, you know, just really kind of go at them and get real aggressive. The gospel is a way of life, right? The spreading of the gospel is a way of life. If we do the love walk correctly, that will spread all the gospel that needs to be spread. It will spread the good news if we do it correctly. If we do it the right way, they'll know that we'll hit, we're his, and if we're living the thing out in front of them, we don't have to be domineering, Miss Leanne. We don't have to hit them over the head with a stick and say, you need to be saved. You need to be saved. They'll want to be because of how we live our lives and how they're treated around us. Jude 20. I didn't give you that one. Jude 20. And 21. Everybody hanging on? Y'all good? It's my last Sunday. It's over. Is it up there? Not yet. We're getting there. Is it up there now? All right, cool. This is Jude. It's only got one chapter in it. My favorite chapter in the Bible to read. Like, everybody's like, if you're doing a thing, and they're like, man, you need to read a chapter a day. Okay, I'll go read Jude. <laughs> Whammo, got the whole book. The whole, man, I read a book in the Bible today. All of it. Took me about five minutes. But, but <laughs> that's, y'all laughing because it shouldn't take that long, right? But... But you, beloved, 
Building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, verse 21, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ into eternal life. The Bible tells us over and over again that, that, that love is essential. It says that hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. That's Romans chapter 5. Go read your Bible. It is in there. When the Holy Spirit came to live and reside on the inside of you, he did not just bring an overnight bag. He brought all that he is, has, and will be, and he put that on the inside of you. God's love is in you right now. It's there. It's in you. We are required to keep ourselves in that love. How do we do it? We do it by experiencing our life with the Spirit of God. He's the one that brought it into us. We are there. We are supposed to tap into that, to draw from that on a daily basis so that we can walk in that which He brought to us. Keeping ourselves in the love of God. How do we do it? Back up one verse. Oh, I'm sorry there, Charles. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith to pray in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God. It all progresses that how do we keep ourselves in this love? We have to pray and experience the Spirit. We have to. If we don't, we're not tapping into the power source or the main fuel source of where this love comes from. It's not anything we can do. It is his love. We have to learn how to use it. We learn how to use it by spending time with and in the Spirit. The more time we spend in the Spirit of God, the easier it is for us to walk out this love because it becomes more manifest in our lives. We're used to it. It's common. The more time we spend with him, the more likely we are to walk out this love. The more likely we are to walk out this love, the more likely we are to expand the kingdom of God and have more and more added every day. The more that we do that, the closer we get to the coming of our Lord and Savior. The more that we get closer to the coming of our Lord and Savior, the closer we are of getting the heck out of here. And I don't know about y'all, I'm ready to go. Hungry, I'm ready to get out of here. Come on, Greg. Is that right? Are y'all feeling me here? By this, by this one thing, they will know that we belong to him. They will know that we are part of his family. They will know that we are the called of God. They will know that we are the royal priesthood. They will know that we are part of the tribe of Judah. They will know that we are his by this one thing. If we do this one thing, just take this one step in love, they will know and there'll be an opportunity. I know in this room, there have got to be countless names that each one of us could think of if we put them in, and put them all together. There would be countless names of people that we know personally, individually, that we know personally that need everything that God has and they need it right now, quick, fast, and in a hurry. We all do. We all do. Well, how do we get them there, Greg? What do we have to do? What we have to do, our part is to walk in that love of God. When we walk in that love, he's able to manifest himself. 
He's able to show himself. He is there. When I walk in love, I walk in God. He is there. Yes, we should pray for him. Yes, we should ask God to send laborers across their path. But why not us being a fantastic example in front of them, Serena? Why not? Live the life like it's supposed to be lived in front of them and watch them ask you what they have to do to be born again. What do I have to do to be like you? You're always so happy. You got your stuff together. You seem to have a really good life. Now, now don't just be like, oh, girl, I'll tell you what, it all fell apart yesterday. Don't do all that. I mean, I know that's there. You and I, y'all know, we live in a real world and pit happens a lot. You get thrown in the pit every single day, seems like. That's what I mean by pit. We all know that. We all know that life has its struggles. But there ain't no point in telling everybody. Find you a couple people you can really rely on and say, hey, you know what? Today sucked. I tell you what, I'm ready to throw it in the towel and bloody die and this and that. Go ahead and get it out. But everybody else, let's just go ahead and walk in love with them. They don't know you. They don't know what you're going through. You don't know them. You don't know what they're going through. People act ignorant because probably they ain't got their stuff together. That's probably what's going on. They being ignorant because they ain't got their stuff together. They need God. And guess who's on the scene? You are. It's time for us to show his love everywhere we go. Amen? So if you got any questions, they can be submitted in writing, in triplicate, Email, uh, you can phone in with a question, but it's probably not going to be answered, you know, in a timely fashion. The best thing you could do is just simply walk in love. Just do it. And watch God move in your life. Amen. Let's all stand. Father, we come to you.